Hey everyone, welcome to episode 145 of the All Dolphins podcast on this goofy face Thursday, November 30th, the last day of the 11th month of 2023. Before Hold we on, start- so this is the last day of uh, November? Yes, and oh. uh, that salute and a big thank you to everyone who watched all the podcasts during the month and read our stories on alldolphins.com. And there have been a lot of them, especially this week. We are pounding the copy on the website all for free. You uh, can find it right here at alldolphins.com. You can get all your coverage for free. No mm-hmm. subscriptions like some newspapers. Not calling out any newspapers because all newspapers are nice. We're friendly with everybody. But we're for free. Exactly. No paywall here, baby. Okay, so we're going to start off with the obligatory recognition 45 the first time around i know i did curtis johnson cornerback from the super bowl teams of the 70s who was the best 45 who for the dolphins ever however never heard of him okay however i'm going to shout out somebody i hope you have heard of maybe you haven't a safety by the name of brian walker who i guess i don't know if a claim to fame is the right word but who was known as the fourth member of a secondary that featured Pro Bowl players in the late 1990s, early 2000s. Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan, and safety Brock Marin. Brian Walker was another safety who was not quite Pro Bowl caliber, but was a really nice player too. I had a year, I believe, had six interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And a quick shout out to another 45, the juggernaut. Fullback Reagan Mawia. Reagan Mawia, Polynesian fame, um, made famous for being called a juggernaut for running through a drywall wall. Woo! And and punctuating it by saying, by yelling, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, and he was he was a mediocre football player. Um, I'll take Alec Ingold and Osaka Polite any day. Even Javorski Lane. I like Javorski Lane. Yeah, but Javorski Lane wasn't really a fullback. He was he was just an oversized, jumbo-sized running back, more so than a fullback. He got the um, job done. That that but that guy that guy was gonna eat his way out the league, and I'm pretty sure he did eat his way out the league. Yeah, no, I yeah, because yeah, he was thick. Uh, one quick last thing um, before we move on to the news of the day, and this is a shout out kind of to my buddy Hondo, who did a great story on the 10 things that the Raiders GM could have done differently that would have saved him and maybe the Raiders. And I bring that up not only because Hondo is a friend and I encourage you to check out his site Raiders today, but also because he mentioned that one of those decisions was Josh McDaniels insisting that they bring in their fullback from the Patriots, Jakob Johnson, instead of the guy they already had in place, who was Alec Ingold. That's why Alec Ingold was not re-signed as a, as a was not tendered as a restricted free agent by the Raiders in twenty in in the offseason of twenty twenty two, which made him available to sign with the Dolphins. And that dude is a really really good fullback. Hey, listen, your loss is Miami's gain. Um, that's a that's a really encouraging thing. And speaking of former Raiders, um, I do believe he's a Raider. Um, the most intriguing thing that I happened today, and there were a lot of things that happened today. So buckle up for this podcast. Um, most intriguing thing that happened today was Frank Smith being nearly brought to tears. Dolphins offensive coordinator, um, when it was asked, I don't know who was who asked. I'd love to Perk. give that person credit. Who? Perk. 
Perk, Perk asked um, if it's basically flattering to be considered because his name was bantered around and mentioned for the Carolina Panthers present vacancy. And I guess, you know, we've seen Frank Smith's name mentioned amongst a lot of, uh, you know, Raiders, uh, now Carolina as potential candidates. When you are the offensive coordinator for the NFL's number one offense, these things kind of happen. And you know the trend of what's happening in the NFL right now is basically, I don't know, anybody's touching any defensive coordinators just because of the recent history and the struggles that they've had. Everybody's going all offense all day. Mm-hmm. So um, that's there. And Frank basically nearly broke down. I thought he, I thought he, I thought he, I, I was looking for a tear, but I didn't see it. And I was touched. I was genuinely touched because he was talking about, man, it was kind of one of those speeches where it's just an honor to be nominated. And I'm so happy for where I've come and where yeah. I've been. And I thank you for this, this award and hope to continue to make good music for you. It's kind of, kind of the speech. He didn't, well, he didn't go, you like me. You really like me. Um, <laughs> no, he was expressing his gratitude just for the opportunity he has right now, the fact that he, he gets to come to work here in the job that he really loves, talking about how he's, he is a walk-on from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, he's been able to make his way. And, yes, he is a very hot name. There have been stories published by The Athletic, NFL.com, all those good people who talk about uh, hot names to become first-time head coaches. Just means he's got a good agent. I'm a realist. Wow, harsh. That's how the game is played, baby. I'm not going to deny. I'm not going to lie to the alldolphins.com people. I just won't. And and see, here I am. I'm going to be the good guy. And, and not you saying I'm a bad guy? You don't know that for a fact. It, you, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but you don't know that for a fact. It could I be know how, I know how the sausage gets made, though. I, dude, I understand that. But that does not mean 100% for sure that the reason his name is is out there thrown around in a lot of different in connection with a lot of different jobs. And it doesn't mean that it's only because he's got a good agent. Obviously he's a guy of some reputation. And I want to touch on your point though. That's really good. That if you look at the head coaches beyond those who've already been let go, who are in trouble or should be in trouble, Brandon Staley with the chargers. That job is going to be hot. Everybody's going to want that one. Ron Rivera, Washington commanders, defensive coach. Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills. There's been some rumblings, even though our, my buddy Tim Graham of The Athletic said not happening. Your but, buddy, not my buddy. Anyway, I shall continue. I, I had no, I have no idea why you needed to go there because that's irrelevant. But okay, sure. Uh, if you want, if you want, what's that on the- beef? Say what? I said, what's beef? When you got beef on these streets, you represent your beef. Get anyway, continue. Okay, well, you have to tell me what the beef is about because I don't know. Anyway. Um, Regardless, there's some people who are not happy with Sean McDermott, and the Bills obviously are underperforming, certainly with their record. That's another defensive coach. Anyway, that's the point that you're absolutely right. That the hot They're coach not firing Sean McDermott. I, isn't that what I just said? Yeah. Uh, I said there was you put okay. it in the universe. I did put it in the universe because he's another defensive coach whose team is underperforming based on record. Are you we not agree with that? They lost a ton of injuries. They're still going to be in the playoff mix. They took the best team in the NFL to overtime. Yes, they're having some struggles. Yes, they fired Ken Dorsey. But 
all of these people who sat here and thought the bills are flatlining and the bills are have no pulse and the bills are are, are circling the drain you people are delusional did you watch the bills play they are not flatlining and except, except they're six and six with their next two games at Kansas City and at home against Dallas oh well didn't they just take the Eagles overtime you don't think and they, they, and they lost City? And they lost. And, and I'm the first one who said they lost because the Eagles kicker made a ridiculous kick, 59 yards in the rain. That doesn't happen anyway. But the bottom line is, and it wasn't just this game. It was also the Denver game that they couldn't close out. Denver's in the uh, playoff picture now. Like I said, the Denver game that they couldn't close out because they had 12 guys on the field. <laughs> Wait, what, what is this? I mean, what is that? I I am not I, I'm not a Bills fan, but I'm not I'm not accepting any Bills slander because at the end of the season, when you get to what day is that game? When you when you get to January six or seven, we yeah, don't know yet. I hate when those games aren't decided. Um, when you get to that game, it's gonna mean something, okay. and that matchup. And I say, and it won't be for the Dolphins because the Dolphins will have that division clinch by then. That game will mean something. Whether it's clinched or not, that game will mean something. It will not mean anything for the AFC's title, I don't believe, because the Dolphins will have the division clinched. I'm just saying, seeding, playoff ramifications, yes, that game will mean something. Okay. They Speaking are – stop trying to tell me the Bills have no pulse. I didn't say the Bills have no pulse. I said the Bills are underachieving based on their – if you look at all the, their stats, suggest that they should be a hell of a lot better than six and six. Their point differential, their stat differential, they're in the top ten in offense and defense. And they're six and game. Sorry? Yeah, I said can't finish out games. It happens. Bills right now are playing possum. If you think that they're not gonna bite you uh when when you try to grab them and throw them in the in the garbage can, you're 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 crazy. They're about to give you rabies. Okay. Going back to your you hate your your, your your undetermined games, this needs to be addressed because it's now become official. And yes, it was a possibility that it would be flexed. The Dolphins Monday night game will not be flexed against Tennessee. And if anybody, Woo! yeah, and nobody should go be like it was never going to happen. Well, it was subject to flex scheduling, uh, and it's one of two Monday night games on December 11th. The other one is Packers Giants. And my good, our good friend Barry Jackson made an excellent point. That one was never going to be flexed, even though it's also had the asterisk because the Jets play at home on Sunday. So I think when they set up the schedule in the beginning of the season, the only way they could sched, they could flex out the Giants game is to put in the Jets game in place. But the Dolphins-Tennessee game could have been flexed because the Titans suck, if we're going to be honest about it. But the Dolphins are a nice national draw these days. To go back to more pertinent news of the day, I think if it's not Frank Smith, it has to be Javon Holland, no? Yeah, I'm not panicking until he doesn't show up on Friday because I saw him today walking around. I don't see a knee brace. Um, this could be a Javon Holland rest situation, maybe, and we got to clarify this with Mike McDaniel. Is Javon Holland the type of player that he would feel comfortable not having him practice all week and then putting him out there in the starting lineup after doing a Saturday walkthrough. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I'm not panicking right now. Obviously, Brandon Jones and maybe even Nick Needham would have to step to the forefront. Elijah Campbell, let me not exclude him, um, to replace 
Javon Holland, and it wouldn't be the first time the Dolphins would play without Javon Holland. But this also falls into the Mike McDaniel category of better to be careful than to be sorry. And if you think about how Mike McDaniel's mind works, and I think I'm, I'm studying Mike McDaniel long enough, the better the player, the more cautious his approach will be regarding that injury until he gets to the critical December games that he calls elimination games. Is this an elimination game? It no. is not. Um, and therefore, is Javon Holland absolutely needed on Sunday to beat the Washington Commanders? No. And if he's not, then he's probably going to get that week to give that knee rest and maybe the next week to give that knee rest so that when you, you do approach those critical December games that will decide playoff seeding and ramifications and who hosts what, um, it begins with uh, the Christmas Eve game against the Dallas Cowboys, maybe then Javon Holland be in the lineup. But who knows? Javon Holland could have just been getting a big screen installed in his home and, and asked for permission. You're stealing my jokes. I said that yesterday. Ah, boo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you assume I listen to you. Oh, <laughs> very good point. Uh, no, I actually said maybe he heard his knees installing and carrying that, that TV set they sent him. Um, but yeah, I'm not buying the issue of rest when it's two days in a row. That's not rest. And it's listed uh, on the injury report as knees. Knees, plural. Correct. And they don't make mistakes. No, that's weird. And I want to go back. I, and I have to go back and relook at the play where he got hurt because I'm going to say it again when it he like got a, hurt. Yeah, it was like cross well, it was a collision like that where it looked like maybe concussion or, or stinger or something like you that. You know they don't play with concussions, brother. You what? I said you know they don't play with concussions. If they even suspected it was a concussion, they you're would missing have. my point though because you're not listening to me again. I'm not. I haven't finished with my point that I didn't see anything on that play involving his knees which is why I need to go back and look at the play and to see what happens. Uh, and as we made the point earlier, I don't know if we were on the podcast or not, may have been on the podcast yesterday, Dolphins have not so far this season used a player who went DNP, DNP, and DNP. So mm -hmm. I don't see any reason why that would change with Javon Allen, who obviously is one of the higher-end players on the team. Um, so there's no need to take to, to really – take any risk whatsoever and you can get by with Brandon Jones, Nick Needham, Elijah Campbell, as you mentioned. Um, another issue that we need to address considering uh, we know where Javon Holland's status is, you'll be updated tomorrow and you know where you can find all your necessary information on these matters here at alldolphins.com. Uh, Kendall Lamb sitting out of second practice. I did see him today in the locker room. Okay. We gave a head nod. That head nod means I'm all right. Don't worry about me. It doesn't mean sup. No, that, it wasn't a what's up. It was a, a what's up is like this. Oh, okay. It's, 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 I'm all right. Okay. It's like this. So okay. you know, you know, you go, you go like that. That's what's up. You go like that. It's it's I'm all right. And you go like this. That my next hurting. No, right? no, you go like this. It means hey man, let's go. But you make you make that movement all the time when I the second I say neck, what is that? What is yeah, that? but that's because I got some neck issues. That's a okay, it, well then, it's not so, just it's not just one movement. Oh, several movements is neck. What was yeah. so what was the other one? When, like you, when you go when you go like this, it means it means hey man, come on, let's let's go somewhere so we can okay. talk. Or did you okay. see that? Let's follow that. Okay. okay. You you gotta you gotta stick with me here. Can you can you write me down a cheat sheet so I can follow along and study it? 
<laughs> Yesterday it slides. Today somebody brought that up to me today. They were like they found that hilarious that, that? I that I had to educate you on what slides were. But oh, you mean flip flops? Okay, I just yeah, <laughs> they're they're different than flip flops. Flip flops are kind of when you have the toe little thingy in the middle. Slides. Then you, you mean Crocs? No, they're not Crocs because Crocs are different. Crocs are the ugly things that that are are big and and bulky. Slides yeah. are slides. They're they have the little ridge over them and then a flat area for your foot to be in them. Oh, okay. Then okay. I know. I know what you're talking about. Like okay. half the locker room wears these things. Like okay. Well, that's, sorry, I'm not terribly hip. So sorry. Mm-hmm. And I did hear, by the way, that um, Tyreek. Uh, uh, Ty, uh, no, Tyreek said. The Jalen Waddle does have a ridiculous shoe collection. Um, I don't know. I got. I gotta see it because I don't know. I don't know if it rivals Mike McDaniel's shoe collection. Hard knocks episode. There you go. Hard knocks. And Mike and Mike has stepped his his sneaker game up. Now it's 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 going European. So um, props to him. He knows I'm obsessed with them. He shows them off to me on a daily basis, and I'm 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 quite appreciative. Truly, truly wish I could I could get Relate. myself get myself to a place where I really care about shoe collections, but sorry. Um, but back to back to what we yes. were talking about. Tehran Armstead practiced for the second straight day. It's a little surprising for me. I'm sure Tehran is, you know, and, and and offensive coordinator Frank Smith basically said Tehran knows what he needs after 11 years in the NFL. We know Tehran knows what he needs. Teron's going to get himself right. And if Teron says I could play, he's going to play. If Teron says I can't do it, he's not He's not going to do it. Teron probably has more trust inside this organization than maybe everybody short of Tua. So, um, and I know all the Dolphin fans want to call him Mr. Glass and be disrespectful and all that kind of stuff. I will say this again for those who actually watch the film. And I watched the film, especially line play. Your offensive line is drastically different with Teron Armstead than it is without Teron Armstead. Teron, and and this is no disrespect to Kendall Lamb because I think Kendall Lamb has been phenomenal this season. And Kendall Lamb should probably be considered for a starting spot elsewhere in the NFL. And if the Dolphins don't re-sign him, they're making a huge mistake. But... Teron Armstead is probably one of the elite offensive linemen in the NFL. Still fragile, injured, eight games a season. It don't matter. It looks different when he's in there. Um, hopefully okay. he gets right. If not, Keon Smith might be out there as a starting lineup. Starting his well, first that NFL game. La- but that goes against what you're saying about Lamb saying I'm, I'm all right. True. Because Keon Smith not starting over Kendall Lamb. I wanted to point out – uh, that Frank Smith has a history with Teron Armstead that predates their Dolphin days because they were together in New Orleans. True. So, uh, and beyond that, it wasn't. It, that's not the only reason that Armstead would have a lot of juice on this, in terms of of the the confidence of the coaching staff because he's a pro. He's a pro's pro. Tyree Kill. Let's let's move on. I don't want to keep talking about the offensive line every every day. Oh, know. shut your mouth. We're gonna put some respect on the offensive line because they are a very important unit. They're part of the reason why this unit has offense has taken on water. They need to stabilize. They need to solidify. Getting Robert Hunt back will help them solidify. Tell the truth. 
tell the truth. They are part of the reason why even Tua talked about it today, uh, yesterday. He basically said, you know, when I realize I don't have a stable line and I'm starting to have leakage, then I have to speed up my clock and speed up my timing and, and go to the check downs. That changes your offense, brother. Except that makes that make zero sense in the context of what happened Friday when the two picks occurred on plays where the throws were late. So, sorry, no for me on that one. I didn't say it was a reason for the turnovers. I am saying that it's a contributing factor in what's happened to this offense over the period of a month since you lost Isaiah Wynn, since you didn't have Connor Williams. Yes, the offense is still number one, but let's not act like they're not going on down like this and getting back to the pack. But the one, one, and one of the reasons they're doing this is because of turnovers, three against the Raiders. Well, it was it three against the Jets? And the offensive line had zip, zippo, zilch, nada, nothing to do with the turnovers against the Jets. Maybe pressure in his face. I will not look at, the, look at the two replays of the interceptions and tell me there was pressure in his face. Pressure in his face against Kansas City. Right now, I'm talking about the last two games with the six turnovers and against uh, the the Raiders. It was two fumbles and the one pick where where there was a deep shot to Waddle and there was either a communication miscommunication somewhere. And it, he wasn't pressured. He had time to throw the three turnovers against the Jets, the missed handoff, and then the two picks where where two or three the ball late had none of those six turnovers had anything to do with the offensive line. Let's give Tua a chance to actually have a game where he's got a clean pocket and see what he does. Are you, are you, are you suggesting he was under duress in either of the past? I'm suggesting he's under more duress now than he was in the first half of the season. That's what I'm suggesting. That's the words that I'm coming on my mouth. Okay. And the, the words I'm saying is I think the issues on the offense the past two games – are the are the turnovers and they again they had 396 yards against the Jets, which is a very good defense. But three turnovers hurt, and one one and the pick six kept the, gave the Jets some life for 45 seconds of game time when they should have had none. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. Tyree Hill spoke. Uh, this is a side story we address on oldoffice.com that we're going to continue to address as it develops. Now he says he's going to pay the salary of the fella in the end zone at the Carolina game whose phone he took to record himself doing the backflip. And it's here's, here's the thing is, and this may be a very unpopular opinion among Dolphin fans, because it's very easy to say, my Lord, is the NFL like strict or uptight? You know, Rigid. Remo yeah, removing the guy's credentials. Except he was jumping in celebration on the sideline while wearing an NFL T-shirt. Well, as he, the greatest moment of his life, according to him, had happened. And Tyreek basically used his camera and he ran off to try to go give the NFL some absolutely cool video footage. Um, that's dope, too. I, I don't know. I'm getting before, previously, previously, I had thought that that was all planned and correct designed and scripted knowing Tyreek now I really don't think Tyreek is a planned out kind of guy and except, except he knew the guy he knew the guy so he's running around the sidelines he sees his buddy he grabs his buddy's phone it's it's not like the guy hands him the phone 
He grabs the phone out the guy's hand. It's recording. And then he flips, turns the phone off halfway through the flip. Oh, did he? I didn't even know that part. Yeah, it, it doesn't finish. It doesn't complete. Oh, that sucks. You never knew that? It doesn't no, complete. I didn't know that. But because he has a existing relationship with that player from – and, and uh, you know, I know, I know, I know, I don't, I know a lot of kids like him and this social media game and world and videographers. There's so many artists in this market and I've worked with a lot of them with I Am Athlete and they're ultra talented. And this kid is going to be all right. He's going to have a great future. But, you know, th- you can't have enough of what he does. Now, he was enjoying at that moment being on the sidelines of NFL games. Okay, what is he getting paid? $200 for, for, for that sideline access to, to create those social moments and clips for the NFL? Okay, cool. Tyreek's already given him that money on, he works with Tyreek on the side, just like a lot of athletes, and I'm pretty sure he can get more Dolphins clientele too because players now have more of a need for social guys. Yeah, they do. So He'll be just fine. I'm not really shedding a tear for him. The fact that he can't be on the sidelines for what is it? Uh, four games. One, one, two. Playoffs. Huh? Four plus playoffs. F- five games. Okay, Tyreek, break the brother maybe off. Six, maybe six. Yeah, we don't. Okay, Tyreek, break the brother off. Fifteen hundred dollars. Make him work it off in, in terms of your social media stuff. I know. I know, Tyreek. You got. You got. Tons of things popping and percolating on social media. Like Tyreek is always working. And and dude, I agree with everything you're saying. I I am just like taking a pause for a second because again, the narrative is like, can you believe the NFL did that to him? They're uptight. Yeah. But but again, if he's wearing an NFL t-shirt on and he's working for the NFL in that game. I, I kind of halfway semi see their point. See their point that he celebrated that. Well, if any other photographer, let me ask you this question: Because if, you're celebrating, you, but you're celebrating a dolphin touchdown. I understand. I understand that. No, he's celebrating the moment that just correct, had to which, which was a result of a dolphin touchdown when he's supposed to be there as a neutral and, and league employee. Yeah. Can you not see the the issue there? The issue there should result in a suspension. It might should result in a job from Tom Garfinkel w- working for the Dolphins. Absolutely. There you should go. It, should it result in a ban for, for the season? Come on, man. That might be a little that, fair. Fair. And I hope, and I, I'm, I'm glad that we're part of it. I hope the NFL takes more of a black eye for what happened to him. And he'll never probably be back because the NFL doesn't like people who embarrass them. Look at look at Colin Kaepernick. But it's gonna blackball you. That's not the NFL. That's a that's a whole separate conversation. That yeah, yeah, I mean, but yeah, the NFL doesn't like to be embarrassed, so he'll probably never work the NFL again. Hey, Miami Heat, holla at your brother. MLS. Um, um, um. What what is um homeboy's team? The MLS. What Inter Miami? There you go. Is that is that that sport with the with the ball where they score once a they week? They call it football. Oh, that yeah, that's where they score once they a week. That, and then, that big football thing they have. And there's yeah. so much scoring that when they go into overtime, even if there's a goal, they don't make it sudden death. They play the full period, which that makes a whole lot of sense. Anyway, that's my little anti-soccer rant there. Stupidest rule in all of sports or in the top five. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, we digress. Tyreek. Yes. Tariq today said, cheated, don't get hurt. Um, we knew that, though. He, he said, yeah. He said, uh, Wes Welker, his receiver coach, basically said, and this is kind of controversial, that Tyreek is the best player he's ever been associated with. And then yeah, some wide receiver, wide, sorry, sorry, Omar, wide receiver. Wide receiver. And then some some individual who usually wears a Montreal, uh, uh, Montreal Expos hat was basically like, oh, better than Randy Moss? And... and he broke it down for us. And I agree. I, I actually had that thought process and conversation with myself. I'm like, probably two months ago. I was like, is Tyreek the best receiver I've ever seen in this era? And I definitely put him ahead of Randy Moss because Randy Moss was a one-trick pony. Randy Moss was a deep, a nine route and a moss. He's going to moss you. He's going to give you the jump balls. Randy Moss wasn't that great of a route runner. Um, and... Terrell Owens is probably the best. I've seen Jerry Rutt. What? 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 You going to be disrespectful? Terrell Owens. Jesus. Go ahead. Okay. Terrell Owens and Jerry Rice are probably the best receivers that I've seen in my lifetime. Who is the best receiver you've seen in your lifetime outside of Tyreek Hill? Don't put disrespect Terrell Owens, by the way. Uh, Terrell. I have to have a listen. Take, take the personality out of it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah correct. That I, I have to because Terrell Owens is like. Take the personality out of it. There was nothing um, he could not do. Chris Carter was the best in terms of making difficult catches. Rob running was also very, very good. Randy Moss, yeah, the, the, the best deep ball guy, uh, jump ball guy also. Um yeah, I'd have to have a look, uh, a list in front of me. But I do want to correct one quick thing, if I may, since it was my question. I want to portray the right way because when the way, well, the way it came about is Welker said that Tyreek Hill was the best wide receiver he'd ever been around. To which I said, "You played with peak Randy Moss, which was 2007 in New England when they went 16 and 0 in the regular season. What, what is it about Tyreek that you would put him ahead of Randy Moss?" Oh yeah. And this, and his answer was that he can run every single solitary route there is. Whereas and, Moss, yeah, uh, go ahead. No, whereas Moss was more just a, a deep guy. And I actually disagreed with that because there was one weakness in Tyreek's game, and that's Tyreek can't do a jump ball or shouldn't do a jump ball. And then OJ McDuffie, who was actually in the media contingent today, when I, we were discussing it, OJ McDuffie said to me, but that's not a route tree. That's not on the route tree. That's just a specific skill set. It's not on the route tree, and technically Tyreek can run every route on the route tree, whereas Randy Moss could not run every route on the route tree. Correct, and, and you could also make the argument that if we're talking about like pure wide receiver, I, I'm, I'm not sure that Tyreek has the best hands I've ever seen, you know, and that's that's part of it. But the thing is, what you to mean? me, Larry Fitzgerald hands. By the way, speaking of what you are, okay, thank you for bringing, bringing one. If I'm talking greatest wide receivers I've ever seen, he's up there. That because that dude could run, could he's run, not even better than Calvin Johnson. Sorry, he's not even better than Calvin Johnson. Ooh, I'm not sure. You're talking about, I mean, you want to talk about Mitts number one, and he could run practically every route. Um, 
but th that would be the, the thing is again with with whatever you want to say shortcomings as Tyreek might have, and again we're nitpicking, uh, which would be at the jump ball. A few too many drops for my taste, and yes, I understand the ones against the Jets last week may have been related to his finger to his finger injury, but as a general rule, he's not he's not the most. There are there have been a lot more sure-handed wide receivers through the years. I mean, come on. Uh, but in terms of explosiveness and the chaos he creates for opposing defenses, uh, I, I don't know that anybody's come close. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would argue that Tyreek is, is on his way to becoming a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's the best receiver in this era, um, not even close. His speed, his stop-start, his quickness, which is different than speed, makes him a dynamic weapon. And I'm glad that he is definitely here because he's one of the reasons this Dolphins team is good. And Tua, by the way, yesterday defended Tyreek, not Tyreek, uh, defended Jalen Waddle in terms of what he's contributing, how he's playing, the fact he's not complaining. Um, and, you know, he's never once come to me and said, hey, give me the ball. He knows that this offense, everybody, 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 everybody needs to play their role in this offense. And he's he, he encouraged you, just go watch Jalen Waddle block. And if you watch Jalen Waddle block, you'll 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 gain a level of newfound respect for him. And, and that's something that I'm absolutely gonna do and, and pay attention to. Um, I know everybody on that line, everybody on that team is a good blocker, but they all buy in. That's the one beauty of this team. They all buy into everything, except for Vic Fangio's defense early. Speaking of speaking of home, God, we love him. I I I, I so enjoy listening to him every Thursday morning. He, I mean, just because you get along with grumpy old people. That's a very good point. I hadn't thought about it like that, but I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. You relate to grumpy old people. That that's why you love Vic Fangio. But go on, continue. Now, after that gratuitous cheap shot that Omar just took, here's. <laughs> hey, I'm going to own it. Okay, grumpy old guy. Hey, hey, there's nothing you can do but own it. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I, I asked Vic Fangio by Christian Wilkins' skill set and what's allowed him to have success this year in the pass rushing department. And. Great quote as usual. He said, there's, there, there, "I've always looked at him. I see him as a guy who like should have like eight and a half, nine, nine sacks every year." Uh, and then he goes, "I can't speak for what happened beforehand, and this is where I can speak for him and suggest that maybe the previous scheme didn't allow him to flash those pass rushing skills um, as much as they do now. Maybe they were too gapping more." Uh, Whatever. I don't want excuses. Christian is doing well, doing well, doing fine. He's gonna. You don't think he looks franchise. different pass rushing, though? Huh? You don't think he looks different pass rushing? I think that they are doing a great job of identifying where the games are and how to exploit them. And right now, that's part of the reason why Jason Pierre-Paul is here, and they're going to continue to do that. Things. Something was told to me that I cannot share. And it's not taking any respect away from anybody else, but um, Andrew Van Giegel is going to continue to play inside linebacker, and there's a reason for that. And it's a reason that benefits everybody, and that includes um, the, the the two defensive tackles. So 
we shall we shall see how it plays out. Jason Pierre-Paul practiced for the second straight day. Um, Vic Fangio basically said he's not, you know, he's not sure how long it's going to take him to 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 learn the defense. But realistically, what he's looking for is a guy to play pass rushing in the nickel package. Jason Pierre-Paul, put your hand to the ground, go hunt the quarterback on third downs. Can't be that hard. No, correct. Um, and, and I spoke to somebody in Baltimore, a friend of mine, uh, covers the Ravens, to ask him, you know, what'd you see out of JPP last year? Does he have something left in the tank? And he told me, no, the guy looked good. Uh, not an every down player anymore, but it, situationally, he did a good job. So, mm -hmm. uh, I think the Dolphins can get some value out of him. As I wrote on alldolphins.com, go ahead, Omar, put it there. Um, He's not he's not the 16 and a half sack guy he was with the New York Giants early in his career, but he can make some plays here or there. Like like Melvin Ingram last year, for example, um, made like some him. plays. So what? I said I like Melvin. He made some plays here or there, more, more so early in the season. He kind of faded. I don't want to say badly, but he faded down the stretch. Um, That's what people do. Who are you calling you old? I know. Come on, you didn't let me say my joke. Oh, why are you looking at me when you're saying old people? Oh, sorry, you're always looking at me. Anyway, um, so yeah, the Dolphins could get some contributions out of him. That would be a bonus. And he didn't even let me say my joke. Go ahead, say your joke. Like, aren't you a sundowning? Aren't you a sundowning right now? Five o'clock. Old people, sundown. They get tired. What is that? What is oh Jesus? Wow. Ask uh, ask your wife, she's in the medical field. They get tired, they get delusional. Ask her about sundowning. Well, but I will. Um, yeah, you're a sundowner. See, considering that I'm not a typical old person, I've never heard of the term. So there. Okay. Are, are you? Do you do early bird specials? No, that would be another media member of the uh, Dolphin Beat. <laughs> Who is not of the age, by the way. <laughs> do you have your AARP card? Uh, no comment. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I do, maybe I don't. <laughs> That's why we got such a good rate at the Holiday Inn. All right. <laughs> there you go. No, that was a AAA discount. So there. All right. All right. Well, I think we've had enough. You've had enough of us. We will be back tomorrow for a very important uh, Friday wrap-up of, of the week. Is Javon Holland playing? Will Robert Hunt gain his clearance? Does Mike McDaniel trust Teron Armstead to be out there on the field at 70%? We will address all of that and more at alldolphins.com. Like, subscribe, tell a friend, rate us, tell us you love us. Saturday, live show. Don't know the time yet. We'll decide it on, on whatever. What day is tomorrow? We'll decide it tomorrow. Yeah. See you tomorrow.